Hello, everybody, and welcome to Drop and Give Me 20 with Phil Risden. I am Phil Risden. Oh, man, and I'm here today. It's Monday, Monday at 10.48 a.m. That's right. We're going to be putting this episode out in just a few minutes. Uh, but I actually decided to wait uh, on recording uh, since the Oscars were yesterday. What? Oh, my God. Any other movie buffs out there? I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I feel bad because I didn't watch that many of the Oscar movies this year. Uh, you know, I was embarrassed about it, especially because all my friends are like really into movies, too. And they're like, oh, did you see Wolfwalkers? Did you see this? You know, I saw I told somebody I saw Minari. I didn't. I didn't. I'm a fucking liar. I'm a fucking liar. I didn't see Minari. Uh, yeah, I haven't really watched any of those movies, which is crazy because I've been locked in the house the whole entire time. And I feel like artistically, my palate has just gotten stupider. So much stupider. Like, I didn't see Minari, but I have watched Godzilla vs. King Kong at least three times. Uh, and I did watch Mortal Kombat twice. Uh, by the way, I like it, okay? I'm, I'm going to be the one to say I fucking like Mortal Kombat. Like I said, I'm into, like, really... I'm actually into more, like, you know, artistic movies and shit like that. So something like Mortal Kombat, I already expect it to be stupid. Uh, I already expect the plot not to be that great, but I just expect the effects to look really cool and all that shit. And it's just something nice to watch uh, while I'm smoking weed or something like that. Uh, you know, so it doesn't matter to me. So, like, some movie like that that's kind of like, eh... Or whatever, I'm just like, this is the shit, this is awesome. But for some other people, like, there's a lot of, like, super, like, video game nerds and shit. And they're like, this guy doesn't have that ability, what are you doing, you know? Like, some guy gets his soul sucked in the movie, and people are like, that's not the characters, he can't... It's like, bro, it's fucking... It's a Mortal Kombat... It's not even a Marvel movie. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. It's based off of a video game with the flimsiest fucking storyline that could ever fucking exist you know there's a guy with metal arms they don't tell you why that's the <laughs> that's the thing they're talking about a video game and how things aren't accurate but like those characters have no real like origin stories at all like the movie actually gave them some origin stories which i actually felt uh was nice man so yeah long story short uh mortal kombat won best picture at the oscars uh wouldn't that be great that'd be fucking amazing you know the guy who played Scorpion just shoots out one of those things at one of the Oscars and just goes, get over here, pulls it, and he's like, I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, but shout out to uh, Nomadland uh, that won, you know, for uh, Best Picture. That's awesome. Uh, I still need to go see that movie. Um, and shout out to the uh, director who, who also won Best Director. Supposedly it's an Asian woman. Um, I need to go see that movie, though, because I've seen so many commercials for it. I mean, I have Hulu, uh, and it looks beautifully made. It looks beautifully done. Uh, you know, I knew that was going to win, though. Anybody else? Like, I knew that shit was going to win, you know, because it's just about, like, you know, it's a it's about fucking, uh, like, people. It's, a, it's about one specific person, right, surrounded by a bunch of other people, and they slowly learn about themselves. The, the Academy loves that type of shit, you know what I mean? Plus, there's, like, no other real actors in the movie except for Francis McDermott, which I'm like, that's, you know, that's classic. You know, of course the Academy is going to eat that up, you know. I feel like Hollywood loves movies that don't have any actors in it. <laughs> you know? like, the, like, Hollywood 
loves movies, they fucking hate actors. That's why they make every actor go through the goddamn ringer. You know, every talented person, really, go through the goddamn ringer. That's why you see Britney Spears with her fucking head shaved and Martin Lawrence running down the street fucking naked saying people are trying to kill him. Like, Hollywood fucking hates actors. They're just a byproduct of entertainment, so they endure them. But if there's any way that they can make something without actual actors in it, they completely will, you know? Because uh, think, think about it, right? Like, Billie Holiday movie. I just found out uh, the girl who played Billie Holiday isn't an actor at all. She's just a YouTube singer. Wasn't even a YouTube, like, you know, person who did characters or something or was in sketches. She was just a YouTube singer. And they had her in the fucking thing. It's because they hate, they fucking hate actors, man. You know, for the, uh, No Man Land has no actors in it except for Francis McDermott, and the rest is just a bunch of, like, fucking random people in it. It's fucking great. You know, or they just want to put actors through shit, you know, like uh, like Boyhood. It's a movie made in over what? Uh, it was supposed to be made over, like, 12 or 13 years. Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Acting like Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette don't have other shit to do. You know, they're like, no, you got to stay here. Remember this character, because they're coming back in two to three years. You sick fucks. What is wrong with you? You know, we all sit we all sit here and we lap it up. You know, we all sit here and we lap it up. It's all for our entertainment. They torture these people for our entertainment. You know? It's fucked up, dude. Yeah, Frances McDermott, she uh McDermott McDermott? McDermott, whatever. Three billboards lady. Uh <laughs> she won uh she won uh best actress uh in a motion picture, uh which Makes total sense. Anthony Hopkins won uh, Best Actor in a Lead Role as well. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it makes total sense. They both have Oscar face, you know? Which is basically just they're old white people. Me and my friends were talking about this last night. <laughs> it's like they're old white people, you know what I mean? And they both starred in movies about old white people being old white people. They're going to win. It's just how it goes, man. Uh, and then ten years from now, they'll give Lakeith Stanfield an honorary Oscar because they snubbed him. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, you know? Shit is rough out here, dude. Uh, let me look at my notes. Fucking life is uh, interesting now. It's just watching the news. I'm back to watching the news. I was going to tell you guys that. I'm back to watching the news. Uh, and uh, supposedly the Johnson & Johnson, you know, vaccine is coming back. It's coming back, baby. You know, you can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Okay? Johnson & Johnson, uh, as you guys know, uh, was, you know, canceled for a while. Uh, they caught him uh, wearing a MAGA hat and decided he needed to sit out just for a little bit, just for a little bit, you know, till things kind of settle down. Then he can come back. So now he's finally there. He was on the apology tour. Now he's coming back. He's doing his thing. He's chilling. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. That's the whole thing. I'm. I'm. Uh, I guess it's cool. Whatever. If they say it's you know uh, safe, because it really is. You know, if you don't know the whole science of the cases and shit like that. Uh, it really was only about what, like, six people out of millions, like millions and millions. Uh, you know, which isn't so bad. I feel like for a vaccine, that's a very, very high bar for a vaccine. Am I crazy? You know, to not get six people sick. You know, against like millions and millions. Like, that's a really high bar for like how good a vaccine is. You know. I mean, I'll tell you this right now. If I perform in front of millions and millions of people and only six aren't laughing, I fucking killed. Okay? <laughs> I fucking killed. If I, you know, if, if there's a million fucking views of this thing, a million fucking views, and there's millions and millions of, you know, upvotes on this fucking thing, and there's six downvotes, 
this is the best video that fucking ever existed in humanity. You know, so I feel like if we're going to have that litmus test for like our shit, just personal bullshit, you know, a vaccine, yeah, you know, sometimes your blood gets a little thick. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, that is scary. So hopefully they kind of, you know, uh, you know, figured some things out, but they're just basically saying that I guess like, you know, the risk is way less than the reward. So they're going for it and they're just, you know, uh, warning pregnant women and stuff like that, which is good, which is good. Uh, I'm just hoping more and more people get vaccinated. Uh, I remember at my, my last, uh, video, I was talking about my vaccination. Uh, my arm's all good now. Everything's great. Uh, but it was, it was rough for a little bit. I still got to go for the second shot, but fuck it, man. I'm willing to go through it. Cause like, I just want to travel. I just want to do shit. I want to be around people. I want to be able to be indoors. I'm still going to wear my mask, but I want to feel a little safer about those things and uh, not have to deal with that. And that, my friends, is my annoying PSA, all right? Stay clean, you dirty motherfuckers. Get a shot, all right? Give a shit about yourselves and about others. Um, what else is happening? Uh, the Knicks are on a winning streak, which proves that we are truly in the darkest timeline. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Something's happening. Giant squids are going to fall out of the sky like we're in goddamn Watchmen. Something's going to happen. There's no way that we're living in actual reality right now. Uh, yeah, it's been, what, like nine games, ten games or some shit like that? I'm not a basketball person. That's how you know they're really winning a lot because I'm not a basketball person. And all anyone ever wants to talk about right now is basketball and what's going on with basketball, which is nice. It's nice to see, you know, New York... Uh, really feeling good about itself again. It it has, you know, for a while, you know, and we've been partying out here, you know, they extended the curfew and shit to 12 and all that shit, but, you know, there's something nice about having a sports team doing something. It's almost like, uh, you know, like uh, back in the day, remember with like uh, Katrina and shit, and then, you know, like the Saints won the Super Bowl. It's like it's nice to see, you know, your city, you know, getting carried on a team's shoulders, you know what I mean, and them kind of adding to your chair and your positivity and all that shit. Not to say that, you know, um, this is the same as Hurricane Katrina. I don't really know if you can compare, but, uh, but yeah, it's just really nice. It's really cool. It's a shame that nobody's going to be able to afford to go to any of those games, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Knicks are on a nine game winning streak, which obviously means the NBA is fixed. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's been talks about it for a long time, but the NBA is fixed. Uh, the mafia is back in New York somehow. <laughs> They're breaking somebody's legs. They're making sure that things go down. I don't fucking believe it for a second. Uh, yeah, that's fucking insane, man. Uh, yeah. Plus, there's like you know, there's a lot of uh young people on their team. I think that's what it is. Is like you know they're really starting to build and. You know, a good thing, too, I think, about this pandemic for a lot of people, I would say, uh, including me, you know, like for a lot of people, I think, who weren't that great uh, before the pandemic, this gave them a time to really buckle down and decide who they are, what they want to be, what goals they want to have, and to try and chase and achieve those goals. While as for people who are already living in some sort of prosperity, whether it's like being the greatest athlete, you know, something like Steph Curry or like LeBron James, or uh, being a super popular comedian, let's say someone like Chris Rock or something like that, you know, whatever. 
you know, they might slow down because of the pandemic because they're just like, finally, the pressure's off, so I get to chill, you know, um, which is good for them. I understand that. But that also makes it soft, you motherfucker. Okay? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Because that's how I feel with comedy. I bet you Chris Rock was barely doing comedy during the fucking pandemic because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do that shit, you know? Someone like, uh, what's his name, uh, Jason Randall on the Knicks, you know, like, he wasn't that good, you know, before. Uh, but obviously, when the pandemic happened, he fucking trained his fucking ass off, was doing suicides every fucking day. Who knows? Like, fucking training every day. And that's how you have to be when you're somebody who hasn't really proven themselves yet, you know? Uh, like, look at me, dude. Like, <clears throat> before the pandemic, I was somebody with a moving job, barely surviving, just trying to collect any coins I could to not just to pay rent. Like, I, w- I wasn't paying rent. <laughs> it was like, not just to pay rent, but to fucking eat. Like, I wasn't making anything. I, w- I was barely surviving. I, I, and, you know, and then on top of that, I was trying to run shows, and those were, like, half-assed and shitty and everything like that. And then on top of that, I'm trying to write jokes, and it was just all discombobulated. It was rough. It was hard. It, w- it really was uh, a lot of, like, you know, trials and tribulation, whatever. Um, you know, it was really, really tough. But as soon as the pandemic happened, we started getting money and stuff, which was cool. And then, you know, also I can invest that money in other things like my entertainment company, Grove Street Comedy. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, through that and just having so much more time, I was able to develop my act, you know, uh, start shows and kind of do them the right way. So now I have a bigger following and things come together. You know, it's it's nice, man. Uh, so basically, I'm just saying I'm the Jason Randall of comedy okay uh i'm a champion i'm coming for you i'm better than all of you okay (laughs) i do i don't know i feel really like um inspired by that guy i think he's really cool i think he's really cool i just feel bad for him too because like one of my friends who's really into basketball was saying like before like this is how bad he was before they were saying that before you know he was so predictable with all of his cross-ups and shit that he would just you know try to do a cross-up immediately get stripped it was so bad, people started calling him the human Beyblade, which I'm like, <laughs> that's the most accurate millennial dis- like insult you could ever fucking have. You know, the human Beyblade. How mean are you? What is it with sports fans? Can we just say that? Like, what is that with sports fans where it's like the less athletic they are, <laughs> the less athletic they are, the more mean they can possibly be, you know? Like, the more removed you are from ever being able to step on that court, the quicker you are to make one of those men on that court cry. Uh, (laughs) It's fucked up, man. It's super fucked up. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's so lame. It's like, who the fuck are you? You know, we're all just a bunch of failed comedians talking about other people's successful careers. It's like (laughs) talking about other dudes on the Knicks. It's like, dude, they're millionaires, okay? They're obviously succeeding at something. They're doing something. Get off the man's fucking back, man. Oh God, this is cool. Yeah, thank you guys for joining me again. I just I I had to uh, I have to make this one quick. I decided to make this one quick. We're already at about like I think like uh, fifteen minutes. So you know I had to make this one quick because I have to go and shoot uh, another short film. There we go. Yeah, no music video this time. I'm shooting a short uh, where I play a black cowboy. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, you know, as you see, you know, I got the little like kind of. You know, overshirt on, you know, we're going to button up. I'm going to have a nice little cowboy hat that's coming out. Uh, you know, uh, my boy, Just Make Movies, 
is the one who's directing it. So make sure you check that shit the fuck out. Uh, look him up on Instagram because he does a lot of amazing, amazing photography. I uh, actually maybe even want to get him to shoot some of my shows coming up. We're going to see how that's going to be going. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, man, like, <laughs> I don't know. I've been working so fucking hard. It's so fucking exhausting. I had, you know, three shows that I was running in the last, you know, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, I had Sour Grapes, House Party, Hot Damn, running all those things, organizing all those things. Now I'm done and I have to do the record this and then go shoot a fucking a movie, come back tomorrow, go shoot something for uh, Tom Delgado, you know, then uh, the next day on Wednesday, I have to record my podcast, uh, learning things, you know, it's just like how the... <laughs> people ask me how I do it. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cocaine? I, no, I haven't tried cocaine in in in, mo- in months. Okay, I'll be honest. I was gonna say years, but months. Okay, I've never cocaine in months. <laughs> I haven't done cocaine in months. Uh, you know. But if I if I wasn't me, and I was watching my level of productivity, I would think that I was addicted to cocaine. Because <laughs> I it's, shit is rapid I, I yeah i don't know man i'm just in my element right now i'm trying to you know uh collaborate with people as much more as i can you know i think like this whole year 2001 is all about uh 2001 <laughs> 2021 uh is all about you know for me just having an open heart you know i feel like i was closed off for so long in so many different ways creatively you know um because here's the thing when you're an artist you know uh you know uh, i feel like number one I need to have some sort of like bell that dings whenever I call myself an artist in one of these videos. It's like get over yourself, buddy. Uh, but yes, when you're in when you're an artist, uh, when you're an artist, you know it's uh, a lot of people uh, also claim that they are too, and they're in your scene. Whether you're a photographer, a musician, a comedian, a writer, like you know they're in the scene, they're ingratiated in it, and they're calling themselves the same thing that you are. And a lot of times they'll ask you to collaborate, but then nothing ever comes out of it they're not reachable anymore they you know uh they don't have the same schedule or they're acting like they don't they could change it but they just won't you know what i mean and they're lazy they don't want to pull their own way so through that i think i kind of got bitter for a while you know uh definitely definitely bitter for a while uh creatively and just like yo i'm on my own shit bro i'm on my own shit and that's cool too and it's helped me with a lot and i do a lot of my own shit but now i'm getting to the point where i'm like if i really want to do a lot of stuff um and have it be good and have it be really really good you got to share yourself with other people you know and not even just creatively you got to share yourself with other people in general you know give love man like i've learned that so much in the last you know 3 years i would say i would give it about 3 years um just all about spreading love, man. Just spreading love, trying to be good, trying to be better, trying to improve yourself with every year that goes by. I don't want to be the same person that I was the year before, you know, or the year before that or the year before that. Every year, I feel like as a person, you should be progressing, whether that's in your job, whether that's emotionally, whether that's with, uh, you know, uh, your relationships uh you know or just creatively whether you you know do something for a hobby um but you should be improving yourself every year i mean that's why we're kind of here you know to love each other to learn from each other and to do better and make the place better than when we found it you know but there's a lot of fucking cat in the hat motherfuckers 
who come in here and just tear shit up and then just decide they want to leave. And then unlike the cat in the hat, they don't even clean up and make it fun. These motherfuckers just destroy shit and dip out and then you're beat. Like, what the fuck? You know? Shit is crazy. You know? Like, people are just... I feel like sometimes people can be so bitter. And I, I know because I, I used to be a bitter person, you know? But you got to open your heart. Like, that's the only way you can heal, man. I spent so much time being bitter, angry, drinking all the time, fucking, like, I still smoke weed, I, I do, and I still drink, too, but, like, doing other shit, and, you know, and just doing it to, like, excess, and it's like, bro, like, life isn't about all that shit, man, it's a lot more fun when you're, when you're here, when you're here, and you're with the people that love you, and you love them, and you know that no matter what, you're secure, like, there's nothing better than that feeling, and I'm realizing that, so much as I got older and I'm realizing that none of this is funny I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry I was getting to it and then I was like wow this isn't funny at all uh you know uh yeah I don't know man that was my sincere part of the show okay that was my sincere part of the show I'm only on episode six I'm still experimenting shit is fun I I gave you a lot of funny up top we'll see how things go man uh, but yeah, we're at about 20 minutes right now, guys, and I have to go to the shoot. So thank you for listening in. Uh, please, if you're in the NYC area, please come to Sour Grapes House Party or Hot Damn. Sour Grapes is on Fridays at 7 p.m. at Sour Mouse in Manhattan, right off the J train, Delancey, Essex. Uh, House Party is at is on Saturdays at 8, 8 p.m. at the Tiny Cupboard. That's right off the J train. Uh, Chauncey in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, we're on the roof. Uh, and then Hot Dam is every single Sunday at 8 p.m. at Bushwick Public House. That is Bushwick Public House. Uh, and I believe that is off the central stop on the M train in Bushwick. Uh, so, yeah, please come hang. I'm even going to start, you know, running even more shows. Um, but this time I have a producer. See, I'm trying to collaborate. I'm trying to open my heart. And he's one of my best friends. So it's going to be a great time. Those shows are starting on May 12th. So I'll give you more updates for those. And uh, also, guys, by the way, please like and subscribe to this. Sure, whatever. But also, this is a podcast, too. Like, I know I notice everybody's watching it on YouTube, but it is also a podcast. Uh, so if some of you could start listening to the audio versions, too, or telling your friends about the audio versions as well, or share this a little bit more. Uh, as long as I get people paying attention, it's nice. But, you know, I see the great performances here, and then I see how low they are uh, on the podcast, uh, you know, hosting website. And, I, you know, I, I shed a tear. So please come, you know, uh, listen to your boy. Don't just watch him. Listen to him. I got a velvety voice. Ooh, listen to that. Yes. Velvety. You love it. Uh, I'll see you all later. Peace. Have a good one.